Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, What Does the Lord Require of Us? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, humble, ready to receive what you have, Father. Not going with what our mind is telling us, but Father, what you tell us in your word, because you are the truth, and the truth will set us free, Father. So we choose to believe in your word, Father, to put our trust in you and not our own understanding, Father, to seek you. Father, we're ready to change where we need to change to be in align with your word. Father, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, today we're going to talk about what the Lord God requires of us. We'll start in the Old Testament and then move into the New Testament. Let's start today in Micah 6, 8 in the Amplified. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you except to be just and to love and to diligently practice kindness, compassion, and to walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness. My friends, so starting in the Old Testament, the Lord requires us to be just and to love and to practice kindness and to walk humbly with God. Deuteronomy 10:12 in the Amplified. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear and worship the Lord your God with awe-filled reverence and profound respect? To walk, that is, to live each and every day in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, your choices, your thoughts, your whole being. Folks, again, in the Old Testament, the Lord God requires us to fear and worship the Lord with awe-filled reverence and profound respect. To walk, that is, to live each and every day in all of God's ways and to love Him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, your choices, your thoughts, your whole being. Now let's read Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17 in the New King James Bible, the Ten Commandments. 1. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. 5. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. 6. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. 
You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who was within your gates. 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. 13. You shall not murder. 14. You shall not commit adultery. 15. You shall not steal. 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Folks, the Ten Commandments are still expected of us today. They haven't gone away, even though one of our major political parties in the U.S. has tried to take them away the Ten Commandments are still to be followed. But you could keep the Ten Commandments perfectly and not be a true born-again Christian. Let's take God's requirements for us into the New Testament. Luke 6.36 in the Amplified. Be merciful, responsive, compassionate, tender, just as your Heavenly Father is merciful. My friends, God tells us to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is merciful. If it wasn't for God's mercy, we would all be going to hell with no hope. Now let's read John 3, verses 3 through 5 in the New King James. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again or from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. For Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? 5. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Folks, this is the most important requirement from the Lord in the whole Bible. Jesus said that we have to be born again, born of the Spirit, to see the kingdom of God or heaven. How do we do that? Let's read Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 in the Amplified. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing His power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. 10. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God, and with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. My friends, this is how we confirm our salvation. We are required to acknowledge and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, and we will be saved. You see, with our mouth we acknowledge and confess our faith openly. No one should doubt we are a Christian. Romans 8, 9 in the Amplified. However, 
You are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. Folks, we are required to be born again and to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. 1 Corinthians 6.20 in the Amplified. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made His own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. My friends, we were bought with a price, purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made His own. So another requirement is to honor and glorify God with our bodies. We have to choose to give our lives and bodies to Him. And the last scripture today, 1 John 2, 6 in the Amplified. Whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted Him as God and Savior, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. Folks, this is a powerful scripture. If we say we live in Christ and have accepted Jesus as Savior, we are required to conduct ourselves just as Jesus walked and conducted himself. Remember, Jesus is coming back for a clean and glorious church. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you clearly show us who you are and what our requirements are to live for you, Father. We love you. We praise you. We choose to live a life that glorifies you. Father, we choose to put down the flesh and obey your word and walk in your ways. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you can reach us at our phone number, 812-449-8147. We sure love you all. Folks, please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.